Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Friday night pajama party. Uh, one of your hosts, uh, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Everything cool? Everything's oh. everything. Hopefully. How's everybody? Everything's cool, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Friday night. Okay. In the house. Oh, uh-huh. Nothing wrong with that. How are you doing, Kettle? I can't complain. How about yourself? Feeling fine. Mm-hmm. How about you, Papa Didi? Everything's good. Whew. A little tired, but I'm... Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Y'all want to get right into it, or what do I want to do? Mm. Yeah, let's run down and we'll okay. get into it. Get right into it. Okay. All right, let's go for it. All right, our hot topics tonight. We got some hot ones fresh off the plate. And so black man led by rope by cops on horseback. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound like the wild, wild west to me. Yeah. Um, ICE rounds up hundreds of undocumented workers. Also, a man with body armor and rifle sparks panic in Missouri Walmart. That's the new one, seems like it. I hit an acquitted headline. Robbers steal money in broad daylight. Also, Trump Foreign Service officer resigns. Trump aides uh, can see that visits to the morning cities didn't go as planned. And man pleads guilty to federal hate crimes. What's popping with Papa Didi? Got a big surprise for us tonight. Uh, weird news. Boy 7 has 526 teeth pulled. Okay. Oscar Meyer ice cream sandwich has hot dog meat. And male basketball player fails pregnancy test. Okay. Wow. I'm just saying with red wine, where is your compassion? Living for the City with Papa Didi, another big surprise. My Hollywood wrap-up, I have a few. Um, Cocktail of the Week is called Between the Sheets. Hmm. Uh, I'll kiss the list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topic. Does your gray hair make you look much older than you really are? Do Boy Scouts try to help you cross the street? Don't waste your time with messy hair colors that won't last. Wigs will just make your hair sweat. What you need is a permanent solution. You need gray beef gone. Gray beef gone. Burns your gray hairs right down to the root. No more coloring with gray beef gone. Simply apply gray beef gone with the heat protected gloves to your entire scalp. When you feel the burning, the gray hairs are being fried right on your head. After the procedure, just stick your head in a bucket of ice water to cool the burning, and just like that, no more gray hairs. You might have bald spots and burns where the gray used to be, but that's a whole different problem. Gray Be Gone will solve your gray hair problem once and for all. Gray Be Gone. Get yours today and make that gray go away. 
Wow. Welcome to the uh, pajama party. We're back. Uh, I'm on your host, Papa Didi. We're with Kettle. Taxpayer money on a trial. Mm-hmm. 
It's not even a, you know, it's not even an issue. That's the American way. The American way, okay. That's American way and American is just wasting money. And we look at the person in the courtroom looking like a complete zombie, mm-hmm. like the guy from Aurora who had the orange hair. And he sat there in the courtroom looking like a like a complete zombie. And, you know, it was now he, he now he projects that image because that image is keeping him alive. Oh God, look at him, he's crazy, orange hair, eyes all crazy not crazy. He knew exactly what he was doing. He went exactly and did what he did, but being he's a person of the skin color of the arresting officers in most cases, they said, Stop, put your hands up. Instead of trying to blow his head off like they do for unarmed black men, mm-hmm. it's because he got smart at a traffic stop. So, yeah. So I, I'm trying to understand what is what is this guy business? This is crazy. I thought they said the charge had to do with trespassing. Yeah, like did it really take all that? Yeah, that sounds like a misdemeanor, and it sounds like they were just making an example of it, out of this guy. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sounds more like public shaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. that's how y'all Why get couldn't on? you call for a car? Was there shortage of cars? And that was what a lot of people were asking. I understand these were the cars that ride horses, but if you needed to take somebody in, why didn't you just, like you said, call for a squad car? You could have held him wherever you picked him up, waited for a car, and then turned him over to whomever mm-hmm. and tell them to take him in. You want to walk him around on a rope? Well, they said that, that he has trespassed before. The officers involved were apparently familiar with the man and had been told that he's been warned against trespassing at the location several times. But that doesn't justify. Okay, if he trespassed every day. Right. You know, if he didn't have a weapon, he didn't assault anybody, he didn't hurt or injure anybody, all he did was tick somebody off because he was where he wasn't supposed to be. So check this out. It says, my officers, which is, I guess he's the captain, he's the chief captain of Gavison, my officers did not have any malicious intent at the time of the arrest. But we had immediately changed the policy to prevent the use of this technique. Really? So this is the technique that they would use whenever they deemed appropriate. Yeah. And now that they've been publicly shamed right. for doing it, now they're like, okay, well, we're going to scrap that. Right, right. But so this is what it yeah. took. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Same old song. Because, you know, now you, you, know, you do the act, then you apologize. So he goes on to say, I believe our officers showed poor judgment in this instance and should have waited for transport, like you said, you know, as the location of the arrest. Yeah, they could have. But... You sound like they just wanted to make a, a spectacle out of him. That's what yeah, like and that's what they did. Yeah, that's what they did. So, you know, are they going to get reprimanded? Are they going to get fired? Oh, no, no. No, they're just going to be told, don't do that anymore. Yeah. We're like, changing our policy. Step on the wrist. But I won't go on Galveston. I won't trust past there. Mm-mm, don't do it. Well, don't do it. But uh, if you guys got any questions or comments, um, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press one. Press one to get in the queue. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about ICE. You know, they were doing their thing over the weekend. They rounded up, gosh, like, what, 600 or so um, immigrants, undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, oh, that was actually Wednesday, not over the weekend. Hundreds of people from the food processing plants down in Mississippi mm-hmm. in this big sweep. Now, they they were targeting workplaces across six different cities in southern Mississippi, Mm -hmm. and they 
had the help of the local district attorney's office, and and all in all, they apprehended approximately 680 undocumented immigrants. That's a lot of folks, 680 people. Now, they relied on criminal and administrative warrants to execute the raids at the different sites, and they were saying that generally the administrative warrants are used by ICE just to detain people that are in the country unlawfully but who don't have any criminal records. Mm-hmm. Now, what they claim they're going to do is that everybody who they find once they process them, if you do have, if you don't have a criminal record or any previous orders to be deported, they're going to put you in the immigration proceedings before a judge and then you might be released. Mm-hmm. That's what they said, you might be I wonder, so what happens if you aren't released? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You're saying you might be. And then when the question came up about, well, what's going to happen to the people who have children in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. And the acting ICE director, whose name is Albin, said that the administration's general guidance in arrests like this is to, um, you know, that they tend to lead to family separation. He said that the children who end up, you know, separated from their family would be placed with other family members. In some instances, some parents could be released with ankle bracelets. Hmm. I'm like, wow, that's what we're doing? Oh, no. I was like, they in jail. Exactly. No, we're from jail. Oh, God, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So yeah. Pico Foods is the poultry processing plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they were collecting all these people from. Right. And they see what's really messed up is that for a lot of the uh, places where these raids occurred, it was the first day of school. Uh-huh. So here you got first day of school, kids have gone to school, told their parents, I'll see you when I get home. Mm-hmm. And then when the kids come home, some of their parents are not there because the ice came and got them wow. while they were at work. So what happened to the kids? Who knows? Some of these kids are coming home to no parents in the house. So, uh, down in Mississippi. So it wasn't their fault. They were the ones that got raided. Although there are some people saying, well, it's their fault for hiring undocumented people. But I'm like, you know what? They were trying to give people jobs who wanted the jobs and wanted to do the work. So. Well, see, my thing is on that is. If you're working for someone, why can't that company help you, you know, become legal? Yeah. You know, go through the process. And, and we were talking earlier, everyone, about how the process just needs to change, that it shouldn't take three years to get somebody in legal. Yeah, it should. Maybe a year, a year to a half, you know, a year. And then if you need an extension, maybe six months, six more months later. Mm-hmm. But um, I just don't understand. I, I would love to see the process. What does it take, you know, for you to become legal? I don't know. And they make it seem like it's the same process you have to go through to become like a brain surgeon or something. I don't understand why it's so complex. I mean, three years? I mean, that's just crazy. You might as well not even come. You might as well just wait. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't get it. I just feel like it was in such poor taste to do it when they did it, mm-hmm. right on the heels of two mass murders. It just happened mm-hmm. that we're targeting mm-hmm. undocumented immigrants, mm-hmm. and then the administration is going to have these this raid, you know, executed like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, the, the Latinos in this country are already afraid right. because they're being targeted by, I'm not even going to use the word crazy because I don't think these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. They're being targeted by these racists out here running around True. who think that, you know, they're saying it's an invasion and they're going to uh, eradicate the invasion. But then you got ICE now coming right behind that, right. saying, okay, now it's day, let's do it. I just feel like it was in such poor taste. Mm-hmm. I understand they have a job to do, right. but really, right behind two mass murders that were going after Latinos? I guess they say no, no day is a good day. You just have to get it done. You know, I, I couldn't well, I don't buy it. Because yeah. I do think there is some day that's a bad day. And coming right off of something like those two mass murders mm-hmm. in Dayton and in uh, El Paso, mm-hmm. there is a such thing as a bad day. Yep. Another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306, and if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up, and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen, or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. I'm sorry, darling. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about something really blowing my mind here. This, this gentleman here, like I said, here's another thing where white privilege really has this privilege. You know, you were saying, Red Wine, that this is on the, that the invasion of the um, raiding places on the on the hills of that there, which was really close in that, but this was completely close, too close for comfort. How this man in body armor with a rifle sparks panic at uh, Walmart in Missouri. Now, how do you even downplay that particular title after what just went down in El Paso? Mm-hmm. How do you even, how's it even possible? How's it even, how do you, I, I just don't understand how, you know, how the things that, that happen with, with people, mostly white people, the whole narrative of a, a irate or illicitly crazy situation is just downplayed. You know, and they say, oh, yeah, well, he was actually apprehended, and they talk about the laws in Missouri and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy was in body armor with a gun just like this thing in El Paso. Y'all think it was a joke? 
But anyway, let me let me get into the story. You know, all right, an armed man, uh, an armed man. Okay, armed meaning that the, the the bullets was in the chamber. Okay, an armed man who walked into Walmart store in the store in Missouri, dressed in body armor. Okay, and and uh, and fatigues and things like that, military fatigues. It was detailed at gunpoint by an off-duty firefighter. It's lucky he's still alive, according to the status he created, the police official said. No shots were fired in the incident that happened just after 4 p.m. 4 p.m., the brink of day, okay, Thursday in Springfield, a city of around 160,000 in the southwest part of the state, officials say. All right. Uh, He was 20 years old. His name is Mithri Antonucci or what have you, uh, however you pronounce that, was detained by an armed firefighter until police arrived at the Walmart neighborhood market, police said in a statement. This this, this same assailant had been seen pushing a shopping cart and recording video of himself on a cell phone, police told NBC affiliates uh, KYTV. All right, police were called... Uh, about a possible active shooter, and a store manager pulled a fire alarm and told people to evacuate. Mm-hmm. So he walked into, he walked in there, heavily armed with body armor on, in military fatigues, and caused a great amount of panic inside the store. Now this is two days after it happened in uh, El Paso. Okay, mm-hmm. Lucas said about the incident that came days after the mass shooting in El Paso in Ohio, that the entertainment district also left people uh, with, with nine people dead in the Ohio area. But the whole thing in a nutshell, this whole story, is just, it's just ridiculous that this guy was either mimicking or copycatting something. Goes in Walmart with a gun. How is he still living? And then the fireman is solid. What, what was he thinking to, to do? What if the guy all of a sudden decide, decided to just start shooting him? Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you do, and how and how is the fireman able to? So, are you are you honoring the fireman? Are you? Nobody's talking about the the the, the crazy situation. They're talking about. Then they talk. They go on to talk about the the, the open carry laws of arm of uh, of firearms in Missouri and the National Rifle Association. All this crap, which has something to do with this guy that walked in Walmart two days after shooting. He's in body armor and everything with loaded guns, and he's alive to talk about it. Right. And all he was was just apprehended, and now the police want to question him or what have you. What do you mean want to question him? Somebody should have blew his damn head off. I mean, what, how how is he able to even be living after that situation? How do you able to copycat something? But well, he, he went into Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you go to Walmart, it's really more or less it's just open. You know, I guess depending on the state. Like I know here in D.C. they have security and they have um, uh, off-duty cops. No, but what he was wearing and what he had in his hand two days after the shooting. So he shouldn't have been able to get in. Somebody should have noticed something. He had on body armor. You come in a store with body armor carrying a rifle and a handgun. That should have set off alarms right at the front door. But and he then as he's walking with a shopping cart, you said he was recording himself on his phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's just talking or what he's doing, but you're walking around in body armor recording yourself with with artillery and weapons, yeah. and they said he had about 100 rounds of, of uh, ammunition yeah, on. But an off-duty cop. Fireman. 
found apprehended. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with this picture? What, you know, what now, 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 mind you, now, I go to Walmart yeah, a lot. Where's the rent-a-com? I go to Walmart a lot. Now, let's, let's just talk about the backside of Walmart. <laughs> now, what does Walmart do when you're about to leave? They check your receipt. They check your receipt. Not all the time. Only oh, if you have something shit. outside of the. They the, shake the my black ass down. Okay. <laughs> they grab your receipt. What well, they, they coming in too often. They as well. See, here we go. See, see. They checking you out. They always got to check. They look in my bag. They'll like they don't like count and look at every right. little thing, but they do. No, I, they don't really look at your bag. They, they look at the receipt and they scan yeah, your. They, your, scan they scan your. What they visually scan yeah, your yeah. cart to see what, especially if you have an item that's open. Right. They want to see what not. Right. Now, if you're going to have yeah. all of that ingenuity mm-hmm. when it comes to checking out, the, doing the exit but of just things, think about why it. isn't when somebody you watching? Walmart, there's, no, there's a greeter. Half the time, they don't even say anything. I don't even yeah, see, see a greeter. It used to be a greeter, but I think but they don't even pay the greeters. There's anymore. people standing there. They're helping to deter whatever. People shoplifting. Not in the Walmart I go in. That's but, wide open. You got customer service right there, well, you, you know. You, you just said it's wide open. Where is security? I know well, you have right, 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 these stores like Walmart, mm-hmm. and I would guess Target, all of them. Those mm-hmm. big stores like that, big box stores, they're considered a soft target, mm-hmm. you know, because you got so many people in there coming from everywhere, all kind of walks of life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. People coming from all around the, the community. Right. You know, people speaking different languages. You got a lot going on in there. But you so, have the children. Like, but like, our, uh, like our sometime yeah. uh, 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 co-host, uh, Mr. Lowe, uh-huh. he says, uh, this, what do you say, this is where it all goes down? That's how it all goes down. This is where it all goes down. Yeah, that's what he said. This is where it all goes down. Yeah, that's but, you know, Walmart's I mean, where it all goes you know, because I think if I had seen somebody like that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to confront them, but I'm going to get up out of there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave or I'm going to at least let somebody know something. Yeah, once yeah. I get outside. <laughs> you'll call 911? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm running that. outside to the safety of the parking lot away from the situation. <laughs> then I'll call 911 and say, look, yeah. nothing happened yet, but this guy just walked in there looking like Rambo. Yeah, I, somebody needs to come in there and yeah, find that guy. Yeah. I think there's something really going down with Walmart, but I'm gonna pin you back on your story. You finished, Papa? Yeah, yeah. Um, Walmart faces pressure from gun control advocates to stop selling guns. Images of Walmart memo calling for quote unquote immediate action, mm-hmm. remove signing and displays referencing violence. So they were talking about the video games. I guess they have a video section where they play video games. I guess. And they were saying um, they wanted them to stop that. Um, the efforts to remove signing and displays reverence violence per the wording of the memo follows a statement from Walmart CEO Doug McMillan earlier this week regarding the two recent shootings that they had at Walmart location. Well, don't wipe out a whole lot of their But see, the irate, I mean irate, excuse me, this mm-hmm. is wrong choice of words. The ironic thing about it, not all Walmarts sell guns. Uh, no. Especially up here in the north, in the northeast yeah. area, they don't sell guns in Philadelphia, right. New Jersey, New York, D.C., Maryland. Mm-hmm. You can go down the list. Guns are being sold out in the mid Midwest. Mm-hmm. You know, but you go. Oh, I'm telling you, you go. You go in Walmart in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You you see a whole you go in that sporting goods department, you see a yeah. whole nother vibe. But I thought they would want to do away with that because they had some things happen about a year ago, and they said mm-hmm. they want to stop selling guns because they know they they know they're slap happy. So they sell guns where people slap happily buy them. They need to get on the bandwagon like CVS. They said we're gonna stop selling cigarettes, but they acquired some other companies and they they you know they just changed. They found other ways to make right. it. There you go. You know, so they were trying to get in the healthy uh, kick. So, mm-hmm. but we shall see. But Walmart—they're going to step up to the plate and they're going to do something different themselves. So, so they keep, you know, they keep targeting these Walmart. Yeah, it is ironic that this is what maybe is at least the second recent one. Right, but there have been others. They've been in Walmart. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are others. So. But, uh, but if you guys got any questions or comments, give us a call. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 and give me Q. All right. We're going to take a little CC. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. Quick. And we'll come back with the hit and quit headlines on the other side. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's going to be Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to say something. I don't know what number's called. Everything that happened, but they haven't found the people yet. 
Now, there's another daylight heist that happened in the city of Brotherly Love up in Philly. Police are looking for a trio of brazen robbers who attempted to knock off an armored car that was making a bank delivery last week in Philly. Now, this took place uh, last Thursday, broad daylight, just steps from the Ivy League campus of the University of Pennsylvania. Now, the video shows a red SUV pulling up right behind the armored car just minutes after it stopped outside of a PNC bank. Two men approached the guard armored car at 10 o'clock in the morning. One of them had an assault rifle, and the other one had multiple handguns. And they attempted to get a large sum of cash, according to the Philly police. As the robbers lifted bags of cash from the back of the truck, one of the armored guard employees opened fire on the robbers. The two robbers fled from the gunfire and dropped the cash. So it was unclear if the robbers actually fired any shots, but the bullet did blow out the back window of the red SUV that the robbers were driving. One man jumped into the SUV as it drove off, and the other one ran. So the police are still searching for, you know, all of these armed suspects and the driver of the vehicle. And the FBI said, there's a reward. If you have information oh, yeah. leading to who these three people were mm-hmm. that tried to knock off an armored uh, car in Philly, you need to get in touch with the FBI. Okay. They're saying that there's a, a reward, but they're not saying how much. Oh, okay. So I guess that could be big money, could be little money. I'm telling you, bro, they like both are getting bold. Wow. Yeah, they are. As long as nobody getting hurt. Yeah. Hey, they yeah. out there. They, they getting, getting it on, huh? Mm-hmm. So that's right. So, what, you're trying to research reward money, huh, Papa? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kind of pre-reading this here, next story here. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Trump's Foreign Service Officer Resigns with the stunning op-ed uh, He's a U.S. Foreign Service officer. Hmm. It was Chuck Park resigned from his position Thursday, leaving no holds barred in the uh, resignation letter that he published hmm. in the Washington Post. Now, Washington Post, you know, hmm. Trump hates the Washington Post. So the guy that resigned, the guy that resigned, left an op-ed in the Washington Post, oui. and he just went on by saying that that that, that uh, rather than a deep a deep state. The federal bureaucracy, which he had been a part of, uh, would, would be called the uh, complacent state. You know, if the resistance didn't exist, he was he he said so many words that uh, he can't believe that he 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 was so named and shamed mm-hmm. of um, standing behind President Trump for the last three years mm-hmm. and and covering up things and, and making light of all the stuff he said and did. And he said his career intentions really stopped him from resigning earlier than this point because he wanted to make a career thing. But uh, at the while, it just got too much for him, and he had to just give it up. And he mm-hmm. and he went out with a, a blazing, just yeah. saying, went out with that, a bang. Yeah, with a bang, saying, yeah. I, "I can't believe I was part of that administration." Mm-hmm. And this is one of the person that and a lot of people left that administration since since his uh, inauguration in the beginning. But uh, this person went out saying. I can't even believe I was in that mess. And what was so his name? His name was uh, Chuck Park. Mm-hmm. He was a foreign service officer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said so, he had enough, huh? Yeah, he, he said that they're just 
they're doing what they want to do. They just, you know, it's just, he sends a mess. It's a mess. You know, I mean, I just think that anytime you, I, I was kind of in a situation like that in my own personal job, but when, when people come along, I had a long-standing uh, situation with a coworker myself where, where the person came brand new and just kind of just started changing stuff and not for the better, you know, like there's a difference between when you're changing something to better the environment or you just remix it, you know, remixing is the Beastie Boys. Creativity is Earth and Fire and Stevie Wonder, you know. So when you remix and and you present it to boss like you did something when all you did was flip the script on something that was already done, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like making a horn blow different hell. The horn was already invented. Mm-hmm. You just got to blow in different. Let's do something else. Have a baby crying or something. Have something different come out of the sound of a car as opposed to something that's already there. Mm-hmm. They could, the, the real the real term for that is reinventing the wheel. And uh, right now, this the stuff that he was experiencing and talking about was the fact that most of the stuff that was done by Barack or any other president, he just come and change it or does it a different way or, or doesn't do it. It's just the, the closed mouth. Thing. I'll save all that for my particular uh, segment, but, uh, you know, and a lot of people have. And also the, the young lady in charge of communications, uh, Huckleby's daughter. Oh, yeah. And now she left. So what, what was her, I mean, she was big time. but She yeah, probably, yeah, she probably got tired of, like, saying, but what's the name? The other young lady, though, she'll last forever. What's her name with the blonde hair? Kellyanne. Kellyanne Conley? Oh, my she's God. She's, yeah, she's, still she's a wind-up <laughs> doll. She might be <laughs> She must have been a grand, grand, well, wooden ventriloquist with a hole in her back. Yeah. No, that's when, I, when when you come out always saying that's not what they meant when they mm-hmm. said it. Well, this is a grown-ass man. <laughs> How are you as another person to come out and tell a grown a person, tell the public that that's not what a grown-ass man meant when he said, what What are you What are you doing? That person is keep a billionaire. I can't even, I can't even oh. have a job like that. Yeah, well, you know, I can barely explain what I'm trying to say. Well, with the word job the last being thing I would word. want to do is be responsible for with reinterpreting somebody what somebody else is, especially if it's something person, crazy. A grown person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we won't get into all that during the Okay. Yeah, it's Well, I'm going to pay you back a little bit off of that, going back to the two places with Donald Trump. Trump aides conceived business this morning, said he didn't go with plans, really. Some of the president's, uh, Donald Trump's own aides conceded that um, his visit to two cities in mourning did not go as planned. As a new video revealed, um, he bragged about crowd sizes, again, while visiting um, patients at the El Paso Hospital. Um, he goes on to say this was some that was some crowd. You know, he's saying that, and he talks about Beto, like he had 400 people, but he had a bigger crowd. He said he had, Beto had 400 people in the park. So it wasn't a competition. I, that's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> so, okay. You heard him say that. He was saying that he thought people thought, yeah, that they thought that they were going to be protesting him and nobody would show up. And he said, well, look at my crowd. But right. if you had people that was in mourning that were. Exactly. Wanted yeah. you to come and comfort him and, and show um, some of and the, he about that. Some of the crowd signs, yeah. So the article goes on, White House officials blocked reporters and their cameras from entering the two hospitals during his visit to Ohio and Texas, um, a move they said was out of respect for the patient's privacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Trump associates, uh, associates the city of El Paso with his first political rally from 
from Mama Harris. We don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. So um, the Texas uh, Trump campaign um, still owes the city of El Paso more than $500,000 in police and public um, safety fees ah. from the visit. Isn't that a truth? So um, it goes on to say Trump was unhappy with the visit. He um, fumed about the coverage from the long flight back to D.C. So, you know, he was talking fast. But well, how can you be so. mad about the coverage if you block the media from coming in there? See what I'm if saying? you're trying to be respectful of the people in the hospital yeah. and you say no media, right. then you get mad because you don't get the coverage. Oh, you can't have it both ways. It, yeah, right. that's just, so, okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he, he, I mean, just, just listen to the stuff he said. He said, we had an amazing day, Trump said, in the corridor of the emergency co- uh, coordination center of El Paso. As you know, we left Ohio and the love and the respect for the office of the presidency. It was, I wish you could have been in there to see it. I wish you could have been in there. Well, if you hadn't blocked the media, that would have been. <laughs> so he's, he's just talking um, outside his neck. That's all I can say. Um, that's all. He's, he's just talking outside his neck. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. He's yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I have one last one. Okay. Um. There was a situation down in, let's go back down south, uh-huh. Mississippi. A man has pled guilty to a cross burning. Oh. I'm like, really? He pleaded guilty? He pleaded guilty. I guess they had enough evidence mm-hmm. to nail him on it, so he didn't really have much of a choice. Right. But this is a white man has admitted in federal court that he burned a wooden cross in an effort to frighten black families in a small Mississippi town. He's trying to get him out. Yeah. His name, put him on the kids list. What's his name? His name is, his name is Graham Williamson. Uh-huh. He pleaded guilty on Monday in the U.S. District Court in Hattiesburg, uh, pleaded guilty to interfering with housing rights and conspiring to use fire to commit a felony. Uh-huh. You all right back here at the bar? <laughs> Williamson sorry, admitted that he and another man named Louis put him on the list. Louis, Louis okay. Revit mm-hmm. burned across to frighten and intimidate black family residents in a city called Seminary, Mississippi, back in October 
Yeah, they sitting back enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Papa Didi, or you want to keep it room? Yeah, All right, we'll be right back on the other side, coming up with Papa Didi and what's popping. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, ablejamapparty.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in the studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come in and catch your skill at airtime. As Conversation is almost on a loop, 
you know, when you actually hear them talk, and they don't get out. You know, they're they're in that area, and they just want to keep it. But then the the flip side of that is you come to mainstream, now you have people that have the same aspect that's trying to control their own neighborhoods. You ever hear people now in the different counties that are exclusive counties that, that when, when a black person lives there, don't bring that to our neighborhood. Well, it's the neighborhood that they settled in. So anybody in there that comes in there new now is they perceive as penetrating their neighborhood. When did the neighborhood become yours? You know, and mm-hmm. see, the whole aspect is, is the realtor. It's almost like the realtor anymore is the one that really dictates the format of the neighborhood. I remember back when I brought my house, the first thing the realtor did was drove me around to, you know, around the hood. And I said, why are we here? Why are we I even not here? I was like, I was raised here. So why are you wow. taking me? Because that's what they do. And and if you don't stop them and, and let, tell the, the realtor to elaborate on what he's showing you, they will take you where they think you want to be. And they'll dictate, just like when you buy a car, you do think two things when you go to a dealership. You either buy a car or they sell you a car. And there's a big difference in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Buying a car means you went there with decent credit, you know what you wanted, and you bought a car. When they sell you a car, I mean maybe your credit was faltered and you had to take what they say. All right, well, let's, let's go over here on the right side a lot. And that side is the side that the boss is pushing. Let's get rid of ease or whatever. So, and it all goes, like I said, everything, even if it's granulated in a little town, it has the same aspect when it comes to mainstream, but it's just kind of watered down a little bit. But it's the same poison. But it's just watered down and people are getting away. Just like now when we talk about the gentleman that came with all that body armor and wasn't shot. How do you not get shot when you just you look just like the person that just killed people? How does that neighborhood not well for one? Because he looks like them. No matter what he's wearing, he's wearing white skin. So therefore, his privilege gave him a pass to even attempt to do that. You know, and, and it's just you know, anytime a black man can get killed unarmed at a traffic stop. You know, and, and this person here came up from Walmart with all this stuff, and he's allowed to talk about it two, three days after a killing in another state. So it's just we have to take a big look at what, what's going on around us, all of us. And I think if people don't begin to unify with with things about what it is, take the race out of everything and just look and see what's happening in the world. You have to look and see what, what everybody's going through, but, but they don't because everybody wants to stay, you know, close to who they are. Which is a big, but I'll talk about that a little further in the Living for the City. But uh, I just want to elaborate on that for a minute. All right. All right. I agree with you on that. Because unity is the answer to deal with all this crazy. Life is so short. You really can't, uh, there's no need, you know. But we have all those things. We all take, we're all dictated by our income and our status. So, anyway. I won't hold well, I do that. think people flock to what they're comfortable with, like you said, yeah. what they know. Yeah. And you also have to. That's pre- what you've been taught, and that's what your people did, and their people did, and they taught you whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's how you get people who just come up with those, you know. Beliefs. And you have to also people are usually protecting their environment. You know, they 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 go they go to work and they intertwine with people of mixed races, 
but then they go back to the neighborhood and they got they their neighborhood is completely so, segregated. so segregated that they got to go home now and talk to their neighbor, knowing they love black people, but they can't go back to their neighborhood talking like that because they know they got some neighbors that are completely racist, so they have to blend with the neighbors and go to work and socialize with the black people they like, mm-hmm. and they they're back and forth for years. Some white folks have been like that for years. They love their coworkers and their friends, but they go back to their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They totally have different. to. They're totally different. They got to flip the script. Yeah. So, right. anyway. Welcome back, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I want you to host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kevin. In red wine. What does that mean exactly? Bonsoir, darling. It means good evening. Okay. Huh? So we're da- who's the darling? Dolly. We're the darling. You're darling. And she's darling. <laughs> okay. Everybody's darling. Is that French or what? No, it's a combination. Oh. Okay. No, it's French. Darling is English. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Anyway, this is why we're in the weird news segment. <laughs> the DD's being weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Bonsoir, darling. Yeah, bonsoir. <laughs> All right, weird news. Let's do it. This is really weird. Mm-hmm. I, this is like, if you, if you look this up and find the picture, it, it's like really gross. But, okay. Doctors have pulled out 526 teeth mm-hmm. from a seven-year-old boy's mouth in a world first after he complained that his mouth hurt. I guess it did. The boy, whose name is Ravidron, uh, who only goes by one name, was admitted to a private hospital after suffering severe pain and swelling in his jaw. His parents were fearing that he had cancer in the jaw, so they took him to a dental college in southern India, but medics were stunned after they performed a CT scan and an X-ray and found a large lesion in the boy's mouth that was filled with hundreds and hundreds of teeth. So the doctors uh, further noticed that a well-defined five-inch bag-like mass was removed from his mouth. So they had to, of course, do surgery to do that. It took the doctors five hours 
of meticulous searching to remove all the minute teeth from the opening bag-like thing that was in his mouth. They have no idea how it got there, what would make something like that happen, but they said the teeth ranged in different sizes. Some of them were very, very small. Some of them were a little bit bigger, and some were even a little bit bigger. But according to the doctors, they said this is the first ever documented case in the world where an individual was found to have so many teeth. And they said this child had been suffering for four years. The little boy. He had been suffering for four years, but it hadn't been it had not been diagnosed because I guess you know for whatever reason they didn't diagnose it. But yeah, they said that some of the teeth were like very little particles, but the particles were made out of what teeth are made out of. So they figured they considered it a tooth. I still can't believe that this was where he went to the dentist. I mean, he's what seven? Uh, seven. Yeah, seven years old. And they haven't, you know. They well, this been going on for four years. So since he was three, wow. he's been having pain in his jaw. But he's fine now. They said he's eating and having a normal life. So they got the whole sack out. There. Yeah, it was like a sack, and I, I keep envisioning like the way snakes have a venom sack. But it was a sack, like in somewhere down in his jaw. But I mean, if you look at the pictures of it, ooh, it was ooh, weird. No, thank you. Don't look that up if you're eating. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, Oscar Mayer. Interesting. I can see maybe bacon, but not hot dog meat. Oscar Mayer ice cream sandwich includes bits of candied hot dog meat. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Drug test 
when it finds he is pregnant. He okay. is pregnant? That's what it says. Okie dokie. I don't know who pulls these stories. <laughs> I just read them. An American basketball player. Applying his his trade in Europe has been banned from the game after a drug test concluded that he was pregnant. Wow. Okay, Darnell DJ Cooper. Come on, Darnell. Who's been playing in Europe (laughs) since missing out of the NBA draft. And they played in Greece and France. Cooper left um, AS. Uh, Monaco in 2018 for family reasons, <laughs> and those reasons, and those reasons have been brought into the spotlight by the revolution that uh, he failed the drug test. Oh, All right, looking to join the uh, Bosnian national team as a naturalized player, Cooper needed to take a drug test as part of his uh, formalities. The pistols found that the sample he provided contain HCG or hormone produced during pregnancy. A recent release report showed that the urine actually belonged to his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Who was likely unaware that she was pregnant. Oh, wow. So he is a man. So we want to take the twist and the mystery away from the story. He is a man. In order to beat the drug test, he uses girlfriend's urine, and she's pregnant. He didn't know it. <laughs> so anyway, the International Basketball Federation, FBI, suspended Cooper for fraud. And he's not eligible to turn to the game until June of 2020. Hmm. They should have suspended him for so, being stupid. Yeah. They did. They said, well, and really, people had to really consider that. The only thing you got to consider, too, is that if you're going to use somebody's urine, they really should be the same gender. But how do you do also, because I've always found out, know, knew that uh, when it comes to urine, urine has to be of a certain temperature when tested. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. Unless in Europe, they just take urine, period. But if you if somebody's giving you the urine sample on this, if you're getting the urine speed, Especially at, at the time, on the spot, you know, once you mm-hmm. piss in a cup, you know, that temperature has to be, you know. Right. I mean. I don't know how he pulled that one off, but I know he's feeling some kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. When they said, sir, we regret to inform you that you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you big dummy. Yeah. But, this, but this shows that the laws of urine is really relaxed. Because he's able to use his girlfriend's urine. What do you use? What do you? You get urine and bring it to them or something? I don't know. Usually, a urine test is taken like right there in a room where the doctor's watching you. He must have been able. Yeah, bring bring in some urine. Walking around with a plunk of the urine. I guess that's it. Really gross. Yeah. I just thought urine had to be a certain temperature. I don't know. The urine is very warm. Not that I knew personally, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't know? I heard. Oh, you I heard, heard it, George. <laughs> I heard, no, no, somebody told me when it hits your chest. Wait, hit your chest.
like that case where the man was burning crosses down there trying to, you know, terrorize people. What happens when we get collectively terrorized? Uh, What happens when we need people to stand together with us, link up and protest with us against injustice? We want everybody to come to stand with us. If you go back and look at the civil rights movement, it wasn't just black people out there. White people joined with us. People from other countries, wherever they came from, they stood up and said, wrong is wrong. And they stood up with black people. So how dare these people get up there and say, this is not our fight. That's their problem. You know, they need to figure it out. We're we're not getting involved in it. I, I was just very distressed when I saw that black people were saying this stuff. You know, it's a sad commentary on black folks. If we're going to turn our back on other people who need support, like I said, after all we received during the civil rights movement, you know, and compassion should apply to everybody. It shouldn't matter what you look like. When people need some concern and some compassion, doesn't matter. We're all human beings. You know, it shouldn't matter what you look like. Compassion is what's going to heal this world and mend the division that exists between black people and other ethnic groups. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, where is your compassion? Oh, See, I'm not one to get into online fights with people. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine that will battle people on discussion boards and all of that. Right. That's not right. my thing. But I really just, at that moment, I really wanted to just mm-hmm. launch into some long dissertation about how y'all should be ashamed of yourself. You need to right. go somewhere and sit down. Really? But I was like, it would be pointless. Because if this is how you feel, reading what I say is not going to change you. So. That's red wine, ladies and gentlemen. I looked over Jordan. What did I see? Okay, clown, if you want. Where's your compassion? All right, man. Coming forth to carry me home. Yeah, okay. That's red wine, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's Papa Didi trying to sing spiritual. <laughs> anyway. No, that was that was that was, that was a good commentary. That was a good commentary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go get some ice now because I'm out of Florida. A band of angels anyway, coming after we me. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with uh, possibly with Papa Didi and living for this city. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. 
All right, we're back here with John Party. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's time to shift it over to Papa Didi and listen for the city. Oh, okay. Boy. All right, now. Ooh, what's okay. happening in the city? I'll tell you what. Let's, let's get this whole immigration thing straight. Okay. Now, the one thing, I wouldn't even say a problem I have with it, but what's not being talked about is that there's a lot of other countries that are smuggling people in here also. I mean, you got uh, Chinese people defecting. You got Polish people, Ethiopians, Africans, Jamaicans. There's an array of people every day that are coming here. But if you're distracted by one border and one group of people, then everybody else is going to infiltrate you. And this is what I don't understand why America not see this. I used to work with a young lady that was from Jamaica. This young lady was able to work on that job and retire after 30 years. It was never a citizen. Wow. It's good to show you that nobody was paying her no rabbit ass time. Mm-hmm. For 30 years, she able to get away with that. Mm-hmm. It's good to show that the distraction toward one ethnic group of uh, of Spanish or what have you was, was just a distractor. And nobody focused on that. And it's for a reason. I mean, for example, let's let's talk about Poland, for example. Okay, and um, the whole Polish government and uh, the gentleman who runs that over there, Trump's boy, what's his name? Uh, not Poland, not Poland, um, Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel. You got the Netanyahu. Yeah. So him and Trump were like, I don't know, he's, he's, he's Trump's, uh, like he washes Trump's car. That's how much he's in, 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 in Trump's face. But this guy just. You know, I'm sure that his people are able to maneuver and, you know, it seems like to, to do things for things. You know, they're able to get away with it. But all these other countries, you know, just to get off the joking aspect, all these other countries that are coming in every day. And, and for someone to get on TV, and we're not going to say his name, and say how we want to watch our border. Well, you're only watching one border. And the, and the, the money you got for this wall, $5 billion, which could go to buildings and Streets and roads and potholes and potholes and potholes and and you know uh, it's just now and and the other thing it gives me too is how do you give money to a person who was a construction guy from the beginning? That's that's Trump's backdrop was building buildings, buildings in New York, the Taj Mahal, Atlantic City. Now, this man was always jockeying contractors and electricians, carpenters, to build his bill. That's what made him famous. Now you're going to give him money to do what he normally did? You're taking him back to being a hustler that he was in the beginning. So that that's what's scaring me is that whenever you give somebody $5 billion for a project, like let's say you give $5 billion to build a subway line from Silver Spring to Washington, D.C., how much red tape is in that? And how's that budget rise, and how long does it take for that that metro to be built? When you're trying to build, oh, we ran into red tape. We got You think red tape's not gonna come on that wall? I mean, how long's the wall gonna take to be? He's only in there for eight years if he gets reelected. So, like I said, this is this is something that we have to take a look from a helicopter view. You know, it's like most people when they're doing gentrification of different cities, they don't walk through the neighborhood. They get up in a helicopter at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they ride over that black neighborhood and see it from above. They don't walk through the streets. 
You don't see them in the streets. If you hear a little little helicopter about six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, wah, 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 it's scoping your neighborhood from above. From above, you can see everything. L.A. does it all the time. They're looking for criminals and things like that. Helicopters. Helicopters scope it all out. You can't really hide a car unless you go on a bridge or whatever. But, I mean, just make a long story short. I just think that we're focusing on one thing. And it sounds, you, you can't be an intellectual person and focus on one aspect of life. You're picking on Spanish people. It's obvious on a certain coast, on a certain border side. The rest of the world is fair game. And Jamaicans is getting up in there. Ethiopians are getting up in there. Africans are getting up in there. Polish people are getting up in there. Israelis are getting in there. Japanese, Chinese, and, and we're focusing on Mexico, uh, Guatemala, the whole other side. You know, anyway, it's the dope deals do all the time. They'll send a bunch of drugs over here, but the real drugs come in over here. I just want to put that out. This is a good story. That's a good point. <laughs> And how can you And the sad part about it And to say one more thing And I'm not even being radical at all How can you say anything When your wife's a straight up foreigner No matter how much A naturalized she is And your first wife What's her name Ivanka 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 the first wife no, what's this? I don't know. Ivanka, I don't know. Ivanka, Ivanka, ya ya cha cha, Maldesi, Louis Sandwich. And then you got his current wife, you know? She she can't even speak a full set. My husband, the president, the guy, he gives me a gig. You know? And this is what I'm just saying. You have, you have foreign entities right there in your family. How can you be so down on what you sleep with every night? You have a foreign entity that you lay with every night. I do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I guess pretty much. But it's your boy, Red One. I'm not talking about Anyway. Uh, All right. Well, let's see. We're going into the Hollywood wrap-up. It's up to you guys. We need to take a break because, you know, Kettlewell needs to. <laughs> what? Were you thinking about something? Okay. Yeah, you said I can put you out there like that. Uh, uh, take a little seat, All right. Uh-huh. Let's do that. And we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.com dchomegrown.com The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. 
Uh, you know, head out west. Uh, just as a footnote, uh, just so you know, uh, let's talk about just one second. Uh, uh, something I came across uh, today uh, on the original um, Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah, the original Wizard of Oz. The Good Witch. Remember, they had the Good Witch and the Bad Witch. Kalinda. She was the Wicked Witch of the West. Why was she the Wicked Witch of the West? Because the movie was made out west. So therefore, they dissed the East Coast completely. Next time you watch the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the witch that the house fell on and her feet shriveled up and everything like that, and the slipper don't, okay, East Coast, straight up. Oh, the Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, they oh, swam. So the West was the good The West was the oh, silver. <clears throat> okay, they oh, just okay. took the East Coast and just slammed it. Okay. Just so you know, next time you watch The Wizard of Oz, that was some shiggity. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's what it was. We didn't. Re- I didn't realize it until I had realized it. Okay. And she's standing there all pretty in her white outfit with this little wine. I'm the way you make it. Anyway. All right, we're going to give a kettle with the uh, Hollywood rap. Yeah, I just want to put a little footnote out there. We talked about the other time. Um, there you go. Okay. I ain't going to touch that one. All right. Mm-hmm. Which is what it be, honey. Yeah, there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what they doing, Kettle? What they doing? My girl, my girl. Queen of hip-hop. Mary J. Mm-hmm. Grandma with a new singer yesterday. And they, what they streamed it on iHeartRadio. It's called No. Mm-hmm. So you guys it's got called a, No? It's called No. Just, just one word. Okay. Because so when you hear the word queen, you think of a woman getting everything she wants. It says in the song, in the intro. I guess this is, um, you know, talking about the queens, I guess, and, and no. So you guys just have to listen to it. Check it out. Okay. All right. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Yeah. They still hot items. Uh-oh. Still rocking and roll. I think they're going to come back on the um the show, too, together. Probably, I think, next season. Oh, really? On The Voice? On The Voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just um, purchased a house together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you get married or not yet. They say they're taking their time. Yeah, the they are head the over heels in love, but don't want to feel rushed to tie the knot. And everything is going just fine. But you feel rushed to put, put a I million mean, dollars on the counter. I mean, don't look at Kurt Russell and um, Goldie Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Never been married. Have children mm-hmm. together. Never, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Oprah. Same way. That's another chapter in the book. That's your girl. I ain't going to talk about your girl. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk about your girl. Mary J. Fine and Oprah. Okay. But check it out. The, right. the house that she did have, um, once upon a time, is 15,000 square foot home. 15,000? 15, 15,000. It's on the market now. You listed a seven-bedroom, seven-and-a-half bathroom estate for $35 million in 2017. Yeah. Hasn't been sold yet, so now the current price is um, a little under $25 million. Just a little under twenty five million. Twenty twenty four nine nine five. Okay, well that's affordable. Right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, they know you can have the. She previously um, uh, lived there. Mm. So I was like, okay, must be a nice spread. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your boy Kanye West, he's back in the news. Kanye West. He was busy building the first of the Dome style homes. He intends to use for affordable housing, but he was cited by the L.A. County Department of Public Works. Mm. He was building without permits. Wow. And uh, now he has to either bring the structures into um, compliance by the September 13th or tear them down. They said he looked like a Star Wars type uh, 
complex is on his, um, I think it's a 300-acre uh, land in um, Calabasas to work on a new development. So I don't know, because he, he was talking about a church at one time, so who knows? He might be building a church and some other stuff. So well, I saw a picture of them. They look like a bunch of uh, beehives. Yeah, it's about three of them. And uh, he was fined $1,400, which probably was pocket change for him. But the inspector said, look, you either got to get the right permit or you got to knock that joint down. So, he's trying to help the homeless people. I guess. That's, that's what he's saying. I'm like that woman that builds a dome on the TV. Oh, those Man, those are bad ones. Yeah, you know those little yurts, <laughs> no. kind of round structures. Not little, they ain't little. Well, I mean, on the desert. They they made out of like um, she does like tubes of sand. Oh, okay. Round tubes, then she puts uh, stucco over top of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like some kind of structured thing, like tubes, mm-hmm. and then they pour the concrete in, like a mold, mm-hmm. yeah. to make the, the framework or something yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what kind of got the concept cool. for. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where you got it from. Mm-hmm. But they look like, like you said, the beehives. Yeah, they do look like little beehives. And also a sad note, uh, Tony Morrison, author of um, a lot of literature work, um, beloved Song of Solomon and Sula. Uh, a lot of these books, a lot of her books were in um, universities and um, different schools also. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 88. She also received the Pulitzer um, Prize for Beloved. And, you know, my girl, she did Beloved as a movie, which it tanked, but I guess, I guess the book was, was the better. Probably better than the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she also had a son, too. Um, unfortunately, he died of pancreatic cancer in 2010. Oh. And also, she had a bad encounter in 1993. Her house was burned down. Oh. Doesn't say why, but um, and it's interesting. Um, it doesn't surprise me, but her, her real name was Chloe Anthony Woodford. Really? Mm-hmm. So she must have thought Tony. Tony Morrison. No, but that was, I guess that was her book name, like, um. And her pen name. Yeah, a lot of other Yeah, yeah I, I like those pen names. The actress yeah. name both girls. What actress? Alpha Woodard? No, this is W-O-F-F-O-R-D. I've never seen that spelling. Her first name was Chloe, middle name Anthony Woodford. She was from, um, Lorraine, Ohio. Hmm. Interesting. So she um, has a lot of accolades. Uh, she was also a professor at Princeton University. Um, so she, she's done a lot. She will be truly remembered. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to do her eulogy. Yeah, it will um, be. Probably a girl, Oprah, or, you know. Yeah, she's been close to Oprah. Yeah, or who knows? They might call him the president. I mean, you know. Sure. Oh, well, sure enough. Oh, that might be interesting. Yeah, he could. You never know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, she did go to Howard. She went to Cornell oh, University and Howard. H-U? Yep, H-U. H-U. Yeah, H-U. Yeah, H-U. Sure did, yep. All right. All right. Oh, also, uh, Whitney Houston's birthday is today. Oh, my bad. Whitney Houston and um, Coda, uh, the one from today's show, was her birthday today. Oh, okay. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. He's been on vacation for a little bit. Yeah, she adopted another baby, too. Yeah. Another? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why she's she taking maternity leave. Oh, all right, Miss Hope. Yeah. Maternity leave. Because the baby, baby, he's 
standing there. She's about this tall. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then the other one she had in her hand. Yeah, she got a good break. She really did. With everybody moving around, see how she moved up like she did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she was dusting off the table or something she, she got there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, did you see that thing about Beyonce? So what, what happened with Beyonce? Beyonce, uh, it was a photograph taken by a black photographer. Oh, okay. It made the cover. Oh. Yeah, whatever the cover was, it's on being the Smithsonian site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to think of what magazine was it. Vogue. Was it Vogue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this That's is the first that. time that Vogue has ever had a black photographer's work to be on the cover. I mean, how stupid is that? Yeah, I was I like, mean, really? All these photographers out here? Yeah. And finally, a black photographer made the cover? I know. So anyway, yeah, okay. but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just a lot of things, like Tommy Hilfiger and all them people, they don't sell extra-large clothes. Sure. Or double, especially double X. You ain't gonna it's, find that. It's really made made for Koreans. A lot of Koreans mm-hmm. buy his clothes. But that's that. Look, that's another story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Is that is that it for Hollywood rap? That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, watch out now. Another classic between the two made is debut in Paris in the 1930s. Oh, that's for people. And it's a variation. It's a variation of the side talk. So, uh, three four ounces of brandy of your choice. Three four ounces of gin or white rum. Three four ounces of triple sex or contour. And three fourth ounces of lemon or lime juice. So it's a lot of oh, the old ones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. um, rub the rim of a chilled cocktail glass with a lemon wedge and um, rim with sugar. Fill a cocktail shaker with ice. Pour the ingredients into the cocktail shaker and shake for 15 seconds. Strain into a chilled glass and garnish with lemon twist. Or twist garnish with fresh berries. Hmm, another horse. Hmm? I said, or, I know. I think. <laughs> or the lemon or the fresh berry. Right. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's the between the sheets. Between the sheets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Tastes mm-hmm. good, too. Right now. I love all those choices. You can mm-hmm. customize it the way you like it. There you go. It's of your choices, though. If you're not a gin person, choose your own. Mm-hmm. If you're not a triple sex person, choose your own. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Tell everybody what is the world famous kissing list? World famous uh, kissing list is people that uh, showed their butt hiney over the last week and a half, two weeks ago at the most. Uh, you will put them on blast and uh, celebrate them. All right. So let's see. We started it out with, of course, 45. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Get together. I, I would like to add Kanye on there for putting those structures up without a permit. Kanye you know, just because you think you Kanye, that doesn't mean you can just go above and around the mall. Yeah. Oscar Mayer. Yeah, definitely Oscar Mayer. <laughs> trying, trying to get rid of the hot. Yeah. yeah, and a hot dog and the mustard ice cream. And, well, now, see, when you say hot dog and mustard, they must be in, in, in bed. In cahoots. Mm-hmm. 
kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh. You can kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem, then it's bad. You can kiss my natural born redneck to the bone. Right, welcome back to the John Pryor Winnie Hills Papa DJ. We were Kevin. Hello. Red wine. Squad, darling. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's time for mm-hmm. the last word. We're about to roll up out of here. All right. Uh, my last word is just uh, like like my girl Ellen DeGeneres says. You know, be kind to one another. Uh, we're, we we got some difficult days ahead of us, like Martin Luther King used to say. You know, there's so much stuff going on every day. You turn the news on, everybody's just acting crazy, you know, just stop 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 worrying so much about your situation. Whenever you get a situation in your life, sit back and analyze it. You know, you can get out of it the same way you got in it. And sometimes you gotta realize to yourself you never should have got in from the beginning. You put your own ass sometime in a predicament. So take the time to relax and get your own ass out of a predicament. Don't sit back and blame other people or bring other people to your problem. You should try to figure out first for yourself and have people help you on the back end instead of the front end or the middle end. The front end and the middle end belongs to you because it's your problem. Have people help you on the back end so you can sew it up, button it up, pack it up, and move on. Anyway. Okay. That's it for me. All right. My last word is, again, I'm just saying, you know, people need to find their compassion. This whole situation with the undocumented immigrants, and the way that this is being treated, people being separated again from their children, from their parents, this stuff has got to stop. There's got to be a better way, you know. I think we as a country should be better than that, and we're just not rising above where I think we ought to be. So that's all I'm saying is let's let's be compassionate about this whole situation and stop pointing fingers and blaming people and saying who needs to do what you know if it's something that we can all do it's be compassionate and be considerate to the whole thing you don't need a lot of parents to do that right. that's all I'm saying what's your last word Carol? well I wasn't going to say much but I, I have to say a minute uh-uh. um, as we talked earlier really the process of immigrants coming over here and being processed it should be a uh, shorter period of time, and we need to talk to our lawmakers or whoever we need to talk to, write letters or call or whatever, and say, look, y'all need to stop the BS and just get the shit done, excuse my language, but just get it done. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take no more than a year, and if you need an extension, maybe another six months. But I think I'm not understanding why it takes a three-year process for somebody to be processed to come here come on uh, our soil and be processed, it takes three years. It doesn't make sense. And just the BS that we have to go through for that. So, um, I agree. Also, I, I believe we need to pray and be covered. You have to pray wherever you go. I don't care if you're going to the Walmart, Target, 
any kind of public place that you're going into, um, metro, everything. People act in the pool on the metro. Yeah. Um, so I say, if you don't believe in anything higher than you, you better figure it out. You better find somebody because you need to be covered. You need to pray and be covered. So that's my last one. All right, she's on the bell. All right. Well, that wraps up our show for tonight. We appreciate you being here with us tonight, hanging out with us. Uh, shout out to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for sponsoring us and paying the bills, keeping the lights on, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Thank you, DC Homegrown. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners, friends, and family. We appreciate you. And, uh, We'll do it again next Friday night. Mm-hmm. And, Kettle, you won't be here next Friday night, right? No, I'm taking a hiatus uh, next Friday. Uh-oh. I'll let Steph know. Yeah, we're night. taking applications anyway, because we're trying to replace Kettle and Red Wine. Well, long so story short, send your applications. My, my son is finally graduating, so oh. I'm in the graduation party, so I just thought I Oh, mm-hmm. yay! Right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so. All right, that's a legitimate leave. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get on out of here. And uh, like about it, maybe. <laughs> next week. We'll see if we can get Mr. Lowe to sit in with us next All week. Right. All right. Well, let's say good night and bounce. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Cattle. Good night. And bonsoir till next Friday. Initiating we're shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.